welcome to Promo Insiders, a podcast from ASI's Counselor Magazine. In this weekly series, we tackle the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends. I'm Executive Editor Sarah Lavandusky, and today I'm joined by Brett Mars, co-founder of Top 40 Distributor Bamco and Salesperson of the Year. During a challenging 2020, the team at Bamco, working long, long hours, was able to shift quickly and effectively to provide much-needed PPE. And Brett, too, leaned into the strong relationships he has with his clients with this characteristic dedication and passion. And by the end of the year, he brought in more than $60 million in sales revenue, an increase of more than 130% from 2019. And Brett's BAMCO colleague and longtime friend, Phil Cousid, says this about him. He says, Brett's always been incredibly curious and entrepreneurial. He's captivated by new ideas and new businesses and by solving problems. He's constantly reading and searching for the next great idea. That curiosity has fueled his growth because he's genuinely interested in the companies he works with and is unbelievably creative in coming up with clever solutions that help their businesses grow. So for these achievements and more, we're happy to name Brett our salesperson of the year. Congratulations, Brett. Very well deserved. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, And um, I'll make sure to uh, send Phil a a nice check for his kind words. (laughs) And he would, I mean, he knows you so well, right? Like he would know. And if you could like, tell us what it was like in the early days of BAMCO back when you and Phil were actually in college together and started the business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. Um, you know, Phil and I, a little secret, we tell people we started out of a dorm room, which sounds fancy. Um, we did not start out of a dorm room. We were actually in our fraternity. And if you can picture a fraternity, um, it's not the most professional atmosphere for doing any work, let alone starting a business. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things that was nice is I had, um, Phil and I were both, uh, we, we both played roles within the fraternity. He was president. I was uh, the treasurer. I was the house manager at one point. Uh, I forget what other roles I had. Um, so we were always executives. So as an executive, you get to choose your room. Um, and we both had what was known as a corner suite. And so there was, was at least a door leading into a hallway, which led into another door, which led into Bamco headquarters. <laughs> and so we had some cushion from the chaos outside um, going on 24 um, seven. <laughs> my roommate at the time, uh, Jake Himmelstein was actually now our CFO and COO was working um, and his hours, uh, the job he had uh, in the in the uh, brokerage world, uh, he got up at I think 4.30 or 5 a.m. So as you can imagine, Jake hated us because we would work till all hours of the night. He would scream profanities at us about how this is a joke of a company, get out of my room, this is not your office, go get an office, and of course, couldn't afford an office. So we weren't going to get an office. And, um, and Phil and I would sit side by side at my little desk. And by the way, the cleanest room in the entire fraternity, because I am uh, pretty anal and a neat freak. (laughs) Jake also is very anal. Like we both make our beds every day. (laughs) And so we've got a beautiful clean room and we're literally sitting there at headquarters. The phone would ring and it would be, you know, 
hi, you've reached Bamco. How can I help you? Oh, hi, I'm looking for Brett. Oh, you know, hold on. Let me let me see if he's available. Like I am Brett, right? So obviously I'm available. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it was, we had, um, we had a T-Mobile sidekicks because we had to email and text each other all day about what was going on and keep up with clients because they obviously didn't know that we had to go to class. So that wasn't a good excuse of why we couldn't get them product. I'm sorry, I'm attending a seminar at, you know, w with, with professor XYZ. Um, we had nothing, you know, as expected, no website, no sales materials, no business cards. Um, we, I think we took either, maybe it was Sanmar or SNS. We took their catalog and, and we uh, made labels and we put them on top that said um, Bamco. Um, <laughs> and, um, and we'd hand them out to people when they'd be like, well, you have a catalog. Oh yeah, we've got a great catalog. Hold on, let me, um, let me go back to the headquarters and get you one. And, um, and we did everything together. We would go to Americana together and Phil's, uh, I think he had a, like a Tahoe, like a, 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 an older Tahoe. And we would go pick up the stuff together. Then we would drop it off at the uh, Casey's Screen Graphics, which was our silk screener. And, um, and then we would pick them up. And if they were running behind, we'd you know, help fold the shirts and, and, and put them in the boxes. And then we would both go deliver the product to the client. And, um, and then we had, um, I think it was Murad was our, uh, was our embroiderer who spoke very little English, a really strong uh, Russian accent. Half of what we would tell him, we have no idea if he'd ever understand what we were saying. So then we would obviously both go together to make sure he heard us and understood us. And like, it was the most inefficient anything you could ever imagine. And then um, Todd Sachs, who is still with us today and, 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 and uh, was a partner of, of the company, um, was going to go off to law school. And we told him, that's a horrible idea, Todd. You don't want to be a lawyer. That's just not a, a you, you, you want to work at Bamco. And, and he's like, well, guys, like, you don't have any money to pay me. No, 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 no. We're fine. I think we had, um, I think we had $20,000 $20, in the bank account at the time. And he said, do you guys like have enough to pay me a salary? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, we got a good salary for you, Todd. And so that was, that was like the early days. I mean, it was, you know, scrappy entrepreneurs. I mean, yep. there's a million stories uh, that bring me back amazing memories of, of, of that. Um, mm -hmm. That's time. hilarious. <laughs> so funny. So this year though, like, you know, just, it's now about a year since the shutdown started. I mean, what did it look like for Bamco? And really, what was like, you know, a few of your major accomplishments this year, considering everything that was going on? Um, truthfully, it looked like we were working in the fraternity with the entire chaos all around us again. Um, like, it literally took me back 20 years. Like, what are we doing? And how are we doing this? And um Someone sent around a, a meme the other day of you know, someone sitting at a desk with fires burning all around us. And um, yeah, it's fine. We're going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Um, and of course, you know, you as a leader of an organization, yeah, you, you want to tell your people we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Um, in March, we shut down and um, yeah, everyone goes home and we've got two choices, right? We take a seat and... To take take a nice sabbatical vacation, if you will, mm -hmm. um, 
or we go back to being, you know, scrappy entrepreneurs like we were in college. And, and that meant working through the nights, um, doing all we could um, to keep this business going. And, um, and, it, and, it, and it, it was that. It was exactly the, the, the scrappiness of, of being back in the, in the early days, um, all hands on deck, every single person worked insane hours. Um, you know, I've got uh, two kids and a, and, a, and a new baby here. Um, and, and like everyone, you know, they're, they're home, they're, they're you know, like uh, the, the working from home, all of that. And um, it's, uh, you know, one of the things that was really interesting for us um, was, you know, we have a healthcare uh, uniforms uh, division within SGC. And we started hearing and getting frantic calls about the need for sanitizer and, and, and medical equipment. Um, and it, and it, and it really, um, it really woke us up. It was, it was like, not, Hey, I need, you know, merchandise or promo items for my conference. I need things to save people's lives. And, um, and that 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 was it. Like Phil and I hear that, and the executive team hear people calling for help and emailing us, and 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 like you got to get us, you got to help us. Restaurants and 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 hospitals and senior living homes, and and obviously what what came of 2020, you know, was was really a result of every one of us, you know, saying we have we have to help these people. We have to help anyone and everyone, essentially the world right now. Um, and that is motivation, right? You know that you're going to get PPE supplies to people um, and it's going to save lives. And, and you're going to hear people say you're saving lives. I mean, look, I love the industry and I love our business, but nobody has ever told me, and I've always joked like, look, we're not surgeons saving people's lives. We, we became like not surgeons, but we became an industry to really help protect people. And, um, and it's another something we've, we've been able to do. And, and then it was, well, gosh, like we are so fortunate um, and so lucky to be doing so well when everyone around us is, is struggling and, 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 um, and losing jobs. And, and that's a weird feeling. It really is. Um, you know, we, we, you know, donating to charities and, um, you know, SGC, we, we, we donated, you know, over $5 million worth of PPE and, and, and then some, um, but helping seniors and helping, you know, all these different areas, it was a real different kind of rush. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we, we saw it, um, our own employees and, and, and family and friends going through um, getting COVID and, and seeing what happened through that. But every one of the people at BAMCO really stepped up and in a way we've just, we've never, we've never had to go through it, right? Nobody has. And, um, and so that to me was, you know, I, I love the revenue, right? Like, you know, the shareholders and everyone love the fact that we grew at a, a pretty uh, unbelievable uh, rate. I love the fact that we did so much for anyone and everyone that we possibly could. And that's, that's the smile. Like that's, 
you know, when Phil and I look back at 2020, that's what we're going to look at. Like when our executive team looks at this year, we're going to say, we really made a difference. Like we did as much as we possibly could. And obviously we're not a hospital. We're not doctors. We're not um, these massive, you know, multi, you know, Moderna, Pfizer. We're not them, but man, it felt good. It felt mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the things that you had, we talked about before was, you know, the, the fact that you're so passionate about your clients, your partners, the brands that you work with, you do very, very deep dive uh, research into their operations, their goings on, uh, what's developing at them. Can you speak a little bit about com- some of your uh, favorite brands that you work with and some projects you've worked with them on recently? Yeah, it's, um, it's like asking me my favorite kid. Um, <laughs> I... You know, I am, if, if anyone can tell you at Bamco, when I find a brand that I love, I, I actually sell that brand, I think, more than I sell Bamco services. Um, mm. I get so excited and so passionate. You know, I, I, I've told the story at Duncan when we started with Duncan, and I, um, and everyone knows I'm a, a, I love food. Um, I, I work out to eat. Um, and uh, I told the team, I said, um, I don't get it. I don't get why people aren't excited about the Dunkin' merchandise. I haven't figured this out, but I'm going to figure it out. And everyone's like, well, what, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go visit, you know, some Dunkins, like, like a couple, like in your neighborhood. I was like, no, like throughout the country. Well, like how long are you going to be gone? A couple weeks. And how many do you plan to visit? A hundred. And, um, so, you know, obviously Phil being an elementary school best friend and Jake being my you know roommate in college. And, you know, some of the guys that have known me um, a long time and, and, and some of the executive team, um, you know, uh, uh, realize that I'm, that's not normal. Um, it's not normal to go visit a hundred Dunkin Donuts. And, um, and actually Brandy who, who works with us came, came with me to some of the factories where they actually make the donuts. Oh, wow. um, but I, I mean, I, I dove deep, like, and, and what I realized is um, the more you know about a partner, the more you understand how it all works, the franchisees, the employees, the customers, the bakers, the everything, the more you set yourself up for success. And, um, you know, Duncan had a, a launch recently of, of, of some merchandise, and I believe it sold out in eight hours. It was supposed to last, a, I think, a month. Um, oh, wow. And... Um, you know, so so, do I love that because what, where we were four years ago and where we are today is so different. Um, but if anyone knows me, um, I don't know if I'm wearing Peloton today. I'm always in Peloton gear. I'm beyond obsessed with this company. Um, I've I think I'm in charge of selling at least fifty bikes by now myself to family and friends. Um, and so I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm, I'm one of the lead salesmen at uh, Peloton. Um, (laughs) I think, uh, obviously not, they've sold quite more than two, Uh, but, um, but I am, I am, I tell anyone and everyone, you got to get a Peloton. You got to get a Peloton. It's amazing. It's game changer. It's an amazing brand. And, um, and we've done so much for this company, but you know, Peloton has said, you know, we're, we're, we're more than a bike, right? Obviously there's more than, you know, there's Pilates and there's yoga and there's meditation and there's running and there's strength training. Um, 
we're reinventing like fitness, right? They're going to reinvent the entire concept of how you work out and the community and things of that nature. And, um, and man, they move fast. You know, they went and IPO'd at $27. They were at 160 the other day. They went from, a, you know, a, a Kickstarter campaign to a, a company worth more than $47 billion. And we've been along for like that ride. And so there's something to be said about, you look at Duncan, which is a company that's been around for many, many decades, yep. big company, 15,000 locations. And then you look at a startup like Peloton and they're so different, but yet we're still solving such really crucial and exciting parts of the business. And with Peloton, it's how do you take a virtual company in essence, right? They have about 90 locations where you can come in and test a bike or try a bike. But how do you take a company like that and connect to the consumer and engage the consumer and make them feel special and loved? And if you look at their community and their Facebook groups and it is a family. It is a very, very large family. And how do you gift them? And how do you send them things that make them feel a part of that community? Um, it, like a challenge like that is just, it, it, it's so fun to solve because for my entire life, I've always taken a lot of pride in relationships and building relationships and remembering people's birthdays and um, and asking about their family and their kids and being curious and 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 celebrating those moments, um, you know. And and if you think of this concept of imagine it's your best friend, and that's what I tell brands: imagine that your brand is the best friend of your customer. If you can build that type of relationship, you win. You win. You win over price over the latest and greatest product, you, you win 10 out of 10 times because um, we've gotten away from that in so many ways. And what I love about our industry is everything is digital. Everything is, I'm going to send an email, uh, click here, uh, here's an ad, here's a this. And we make physical product that really can create this emotional attachment. This is my favorite mug that I'm holding from XYZ brand. Um, this is my favorite Bluetooth speaker from XYZ brand. This is the flash drive that I love because it, you know, it transfers data when I need to go uh, do, do something with it. Like we all have these items around us. And if we can take the product that we create in this industry and there's a story and there's a reason and there's a why, there's so much potential. I mean, it's, it's endless. So when you ask me my favorite brand, um, I have a lot of them because there's there's endless opportunity to reinvent the way we gift people and allowing that to to do wonders. Um, and so I, I I I always hear it's the tchotchke industry, it's the promo industry, it's the this industry. Oh, it's the you know stuff we all get. And but yet we all have an emotional attachment to that shirt, to that hat, to that something. There's so much more to what we do in our industry. Um, that so many people just don't probably see or don't get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, and you had alluded to, that was very well said, and you had alluded to, you know, kind of the, the environment of 2020 
into 2021, doing all of this while working from home, having your family nearby, all of those things, which, you know, is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing, but it also can be a, a challenge, you know, that that transition and that shift, that change. So what, um, if you could tell us, you know, what kind of activities or hobbies have you been engaged in to kind of, you know, get you through 2020 to 21, keeping you sane while keeping you also productive and really delivering? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, working at home with, a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, you know, my wife and a, a baby. Yeah. Um, if, if we could, if we could make it through living and working in a fraternity, I, I can work anywhere, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so don't worry about distracting me. Um, you know, <laughs> there, uh, there was this, a time when the fire alarm was going off in our building. I'll never forget this. Uh, someone was locked in our conference room, screaming. All this stuff was going on, and I was on my headset pitching what was going to be one of our, you know, I forget who it was, but it was MGM. It was like some massive client. And I just, I was just laser focused and <laughs> Phil came over to my desk and like literally shook me. And he said, the fire alarm's going off. People are locked in the conference room. Are you hearing anything going on around you? I'm like, I'll be right nope. there. Like, I'll be right there, Phil. Um, so, you uh. know, I, so Peloton, I go back to Peloton. I, I love my Peloton workouts. I'm a, I'm a swimmer. Um, I still swim with my high school coach. Um, oh, wow. who, uh, he was my high school water polo coach and he oh, comes nice. and he teaches me and he teaches my son. Um, my son's seven. He's an amazing swimmer. That's um, great. He literally almost beat me the other day, which was quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I, my dad taught me magic as a kid. So I kind of got oh. back into, um, I got my, I always have a deck of cards. If people know me, uh, when I used to travel, I'd always travel with a, a bunch of magic tricks to do for people. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with Legos. So I've been building, um, it's hard to see my background, but I am surrounded by probably a hundred different Legos that we've built over the last uh, three years, but wow. most have been in the, since March. Um, and my daughters were starting to build together and she's four. So she loves the, you know, all the um, frozen and yeah. all pretty, pretty princess. So you got like a lot of stuff going on and then you have like a bunch of princess Legos coming into the Lego room, which is really my office. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, um, I found things to do, but really the time with the family, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was on the road every single week. Um, I, I work as many of us do long hours. So getting that back has been, um, you know, the silver lining, right? We all talk about, you know, what's good came from this. Like we can all focus on all the bad, right? But something good had to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you, Brett. It's so wonderful. And thanks for your humor. <laughs> and it's just so, so refreshing. So thank you for being with us today and congratulations on your win. Very much deserved. And for all of our coverage, please visit asicentral.com slash news. Thanks for listening.